Amen. This is what always makes me happy. The presence of the Lord. Amen. After living for God all this time, we tend to understand what it means to be in the presence of the Lord. You've been through so much in life. Amen. You've climbed so many mountains. You've been through the storm. You walk in the fire. Praise the Lord. You have to summarize all these circumstances that you can be with me and be united with me this morning to say it's always good to be in the presence of God. I have no word to explain the liberation, the power, the peace that you can have and receive in the presence of God. No matter how hard I can preach it today, still cannot make you fully understand what the presence of God is all about. Until you believe it and you try to make that step of faith and just try to get a hold of God and just let the Spirit of God minister into your life and open your hearts and understanding for you to really understand what it really means to be in the presence of God. We can all shout, we can all sing, we can all praise. But people who really understand what the presence of the Lord is, oh man. It doesn't matter whether we have a good, nice PA system or a nice worship team. It doesn't matter. As long as I can feel the unctions of the Holy Ghost. As long as I can feel the presence of God. That's all what I want. Amen. Because I know it is the presence of God that will make me walk through hell. Hallelujah. Woo. King David said this one thing that I desire, that I will seek after all the days of my life. All the days of my life. You telling me all the days. Pastor just mentioning all this revival. You know what? Yesterday we were having lunch in one of these hotels. In the middle of our enjoying all this burger, I said to Pastor Paul, you know what? I prefer the old time religion. I like that feeling. There's so many distractions in the world today. Now it's even creeping into the church of the living God. Where people rely on this technology, this modernization, all kind of things. And they miss out the very thing that can identify us as our identity, as a one God apostolic. And that is the fire of the Holy Ghost in our midst. It don't have to be, it comes from, from the musician or from the preachers. It is in within us. Amen. Every single person walking up into the tabernacle, into that house of worship, he already have it in his heart that I'm here for one purpose, is to magnify and glorify God. You may be seated this morning, I apologize. I don't know how many times I've got this morning. I don't want to disappoint Pastor Roisin. But I'm so grateful, I'm so thankful today for this golden opportunity to come and minister the word of God to Hope Divine Church. Hallelujah. Uh, I couldn't thank God enough uh, for, for bringing me this far. But I just, I just can't say that I'm so honored and privileged that God can choose this vessel to be one of the tools that he is using right now in this end time. I came from the island of Fiji, somewhere in the map in the South Pacific, in the Central Pacific. It's a little dot on the map. Amen. And many people in the world still don't know where Fiji is. Or some of you will, I, don't, I haven't heard of that island before. Amen. So it doesn't matter as long as it's in the map. You go to Google, you can help you. Google can help you where Fiji is. Praise the Lord. But I'm thankful today that I'm here in Keynes, in Australia, to preach about the Word of God. 
I'm really grateful uh, that uh, Pastor Gracian uh, have that faith in me, uh, allowing me standing up in this pulpit to preach the word. It's not an easy thing to a shepherd, a bishop of a church, to allow any other preachers to come and preach to their congregation because of the fear. Amen? Maybe they believe something else. Maybe they have a different uh, definition altogether about the doctrine, about the way of salvation. Amen. But I thank God. I haven't met this guy except last week. Pastor Grayson. Who is Pastor Grayson? I know Peter Grayson. But I know who's Jason Grayson. Until I met him last week. He's a great man of God. Hallelujah. And I can tell you this morning that uh, this is a, a healthy church. Amen. What I mean is, I can feel the presence of God in this place. Amen. For me, that's all that matters. The presence of God. It's the presence of God that will take you that far. Amen. Um, thank God for Sister Debbie. Uh, she's married to my cousin brother. Yeah, we are family. But I didn't know that God has already made this connection a long time ago. So she's just paving a way for this little island boy to come and preach in Keynes one day. And I'm so thankful for that connection. So I'm here, I'm like, I'm a family. Despite of all that, I see more of my brothers here. As far as uh, skin color is concerned, I'm comfortable. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Um, I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Because I, it's not in my dream that one day I'll be here in Keynes. My heart was is overwhelmed this morning. Uh, you can feel that the, the spirit of a, of a family in this, in this church can feel that warm spirit of welcome, amen, so you don't have to say it, but I just can feel it in the spirit that I'm part of this church, <clears throat> hallelujah, so this morning, um, I'm going to ask if we can all stand one more time, honoring the word of God. Hallelujah. If we can all turn into a Bible in Mark chapter 8, verse 34. I'm married with uh, three beautiful children. And they're all saying hello to me this morning. And my wife was sending her blessing. And she said, preach with anointing. And I said, thank you, Jesus. In Mark chapter 8, verse 34. If we can all read it together. 2, 3. And when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also. He said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself. Everybody shout, deny himself. Turn to the one beside you. Tell him, church, it's about self-denial. And take up his cross. Everybody shout, cross. And follow Jesus. So Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. Yes. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the reading of your word this morning. We pray that you will allow your anointing flow through our midst. And let your word of God minister into our life. We pray, God, that you will anoint this vessel as the oracle of your word. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray all these things in no other name. 
but you're powerful. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say amen. 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 Hallelujah. Let's say follow Jesus. You may take your seat this morning. Hallelujah. It is a very easy statement to say, let's follow Jesus. Praise the Lord. In case we've read in the 8th chapter in the book of Mark, when Jesus called uh, his disciples and those who follow him and said, uh, whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. If you look back into the previous chapter, we'll see how Jesus called all those 12 disciples. He said, uh, come and follow me. I will make you fishes of men. And straight away, they, they left everything that you're doing by faith. They just follow Jesus. Praise the Lord. Now, the second time, Jesus tell them, now, if anyone wants to come after me, this is after the disciples already follow Jesus to the second level of following Jesus. He said, if you still want to follow me, you have to deny yourself and take up that cross. Praise the Lord. So you see in the Bible, we can look at about how God was doing miracles, signs and wonders. And there were multitude following Jesus because they excited to see what is the next miracle? What is the next uh, a miracle? Who will be the next dead to be resurrected? Praise the Lord. What will be the next uh, headline on the news? Amen. People are so keen to know and to discover and witness what is the second miracle. Praise the Lord. So when Jesus walked, there are multitude following Jesus because of miracle, because of blessing, because of all those signs and wonders that excite them following Jesus. It's just because of signs and wonders and blessing. Now Jesus have to take it into the next level. Everybody say to the next level. I heard that statement from the man of God on this pulpit. He said, to the next level. I said, thank you, Jesus. We need to follow you to the next level. And what is the next level? The next level is not about miracle. It's not about signs. It's not about blessing. It's about suffering. It's about the cross. Now, we will see who will still want to follow Jesus when the cross now, it's been implanted. It's been implemented to the church. Now, we're going to see who will still follow Jesus with that suffering, with that pain, with all those sorrow, with all those grief, with those that amount of sacrifice that need to be paid in order for us to get that intimate relationship with God. Like I said, everybody can sing, can jump, can shout. You wait, you wait. When they've been through hell in the next five days. We'll see who still can come and dance in the presence of God. Amen. Who still will come to play that piano and say, thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Now Jesus said, if anyone wants to follow me. Take up his cross. Hallelujah. I've got four sisters and three brothers. It was eight of us all together in the family. Amen. Hallelujah. In the last 19 years, four of them have been promoted to the other side. And they're with the Lord now. Four. Amen. It's not an easy thing to a mother to lose his children one by one, year after year. Amen. And we reached a point in 2017 when my elder sister passed away. We asked dad, uh, what is your definition about uh, resigning from the ministry? I think we go through so much because we want to be part of the ministry. We want to pay the price for revival in the church in Fiji, in the South Pacific. Uh, and we've been planting churches all around Fiji. And now you've been going to the Pacific. Now this is what we get in return. Praise the Lord. And my dad said, uh, 
we choose the way we go. I love my family so much. I love you, my children. But I've got a price to pay and a battle to fight. And he told us, this whole earth cannot provide us a home. It can provide you a place and a house, but cannot provide you a home. And I will fight this battle until I reach my heavenly home. So and I try to understand what makes a father to that level of conviction to agree with God, losing his children for paying the price in the ministry and for the lost soul to be saved. But then I now realize following Jesus, it's all about suffering. Following Jesus, it's all about the pain. Amen. Now God has to give me that revelation now. If you want revival, it's in the cross. You follow Jesus without the cross, one day your, your, your coming to church will be boring. Praise the Lord. But you, if you have the cross of suffering, of price that need to be paid in your life, you will always agree with David and said, I'm so glad when they say unto me, let us go into the house of God. Because there are things that I don't understand. There are things happening in my life that I don't understand. I was almost offended to see people that don't worship God. They have all these luxuries of life. They have all this favor. They own the whole universe and I don't understand as a man of God, as a son of God and I'm still troubling I'm still suffering from all these ones and it but until I go into the sanctuary then I understand they are ending now, I understand where they are going they are going nowhere they are on their way to destruction but I'm on my way to my heavenly place to that place of worship, of praise of peace and rejoice forevermore it's just a pain for a little season it's just for a little while it's just for some price that need to be paid for the kingdom of God because you have your unsafe family that you need to be saved you have your unsafe brothers and sisters that need to be saved because Christ suffered for you leaving you an example that we need to follow his footsteps and what is that you need to suffer for your unsafe family you need to suffer for your unsafe brothers and sisters. It's always the price that needs to be paid. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. In Isaiah chapter 53 verse 1, the Bible says in, in the first verse, Who shall believe our report? To whom the hand of God is revealed. You know, the whole chapter of Isaiah 53, it's all about this Messiah, the Lamb of God that's going to be slain for the propitiation of our sin. It was this Messiah that's going to come and save the world, but he's going to end up in Calvary. Amen. And to the Jews, it was about winning a war. And war of what? And Isaiah said, who shall believe our report? Because everybody that come and follow Jesus, they are expecting everything to be good. Everything to fall into places. You're going to have a good house, a nice job, a promotion. You're going to have this contract. All my, my sons and daughters will be healed. They will, they, will, they will achieve good success in education. We will have all this favor of God. We will have all these things that the world has to offer. But once they come closer in their intimate relationship with God, they find out the more they draw closer to God, the more they need to suffer from this world. Amen. And Isaiah said, who shall believe that report? To whom the hand of God is revealed. Why? Because we all have this mentality and understanding. Man, when you come to Jesus, everything is going to be alright. Of course, everything's going to be all right. But not according to your definition. It's going to be according to His will. Amen. Amen. You talk about the suffering Christ, the Messiah, 
the lamb that was slain. You talk about stripe. You talk about death, humiliated, suffering, rejected, sorrow, afflicted, grief, wounded. And the world, and the world had it all wrong. I can remember when Easter is just around the corner. You will see all the world is going crazy about Easter. They mix all kinds of promotion about Easter. Easter special. Easter egg. Easter bun. Where you have the cross on your bun. Amen. Everything, there has to be a cross on everything. Praise the Lord. Cross everywhere. Just to remind you, it's Easter. And it's about the cross on the bun. And cross on the shop. Easter special. Easter special. It hurts me a lot. Because they really don't know what Easter really means. They have no idea what the cross means. Praise the Lord. The cross is about suffering. Suffering in the flesh. And you gain in the spirit. Praise the Lord. And people, they make all kinds of jokes about the cross. But Paul said, I die daily. It's not only the cross on Easter, but I die daily. It means I carry the cross daily. Amen. Amen. Not around my neck, but daily in my life. I have to crucify the lust of the flesh. I have to crucify the lust of the eyes. The part of life to that cross. I need to bring this body under subjection to the will of God. I need to know the will of God. I need to bring my body and all of its lust. I will leave no room for the flesh to fulfill its lust thereof. I need the Holy Ghost. I need the presence of God. I need the revelation of His Word. I need the peace that surpasses all. Understanding, I need that miracle power of God. I need that demonstration of the Holy Ghost. I need all those heavenly gifts because the world needs nothing more than just an experience in the Holy Ghost. But for that to happen, we need the cross in our daily lives, in our daily basis. It's all about sacrifice. It's all about suffering. It's all about bringing this body under subjection to the will of God because this body wants so many things. I don't know how, how, how often do you fast in a week? Amen. How long do you spend time in the presence of God in prayer? In these 24 hours in a day? Well, you sleep for eight hours, so that eight hours is done. Amen. You go to work for the next eight hours, so that 16 hours is done. Praise the Lord. So how about the next six hours? Do you have time to pray? Well, the flesh uh, don't really feel like you want to pray. But the spirit is hungry for that godly thing. Because we possess the nature of God. We are created in the image of God. And the spirit is hungry and thirst about that feeling of the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. So when you want to follow Jesus, you need the cross on your daily basis. It's about, it's about suffering in the flesh. I made a commitment with God coming to Australia. Some of you may not believe this. I come with my waist size, Pastor Grayson, of 44. That's my size of my pants when I come to Sydney. Australia, three hours ago, size 44. Amen? Amen? And I weighed on that 125 kilos. And everybody was talking about, man, I don't know how many more kilos will you going to add into that weight when you come back from Australia. But I already made a vow with God. You know, to Fijian, Australia is like the, the land of milk and honey. <laughs> According to the flesh. Praise the Lord. So I make this vow with God. Just like Daniel did in Babylon. Amen. For he's already purposed in his heart not to defile himself from the king's portion. So I said, Lord, I'm not going to enjoy all those luxuries in Australia. 
This is suffering. The privilege is there. The opportunity is there. Because you want to feel God while you're in Australia, you need to do some sacrifice. You know what? I'm wearing a size 40 pants. And I have to wear a belt. I'm reaching that almost that 103 kilos from 125 kilos. I fast and pray six days straight without food. Just liquid. I turned down every invitation of going to the cafe, to McDonald's, to KFC, to Hungry Jacks. Amen. People want to take me for, for, for tour, sightseeing. Amen. I turn it all down. I say, I'm not going to go into that. Though my flesh want to do for sightseeing since this little island boy, this is man, this is venture, this is what I need. I need to God, I have to bring some stories back to Fiji. But my spirit is longing after something else. And I have to remind myself, I'm not here in Australia for vacation. I'm here to preach about the word of God. Australia is sick and tired of money and fame and wealth. They need an experience in the Holy Ghost. They are sick and tired of religion. They want some Holy Ghost apostolic experience. But it doesn't come out that cheaper. It doesn't going to happen anyway. It has to become with a price. There has to be somebody have this passion. There's this compassion. The Lord, if there's some price that I need to be paid for your Holy Ghost to break loose in our service, let me be that person. I want that cross. I want that price. I'm willing to pay the price. I want to see my brothers and sisters be filled with the Holy Ghost. I want some people's life to be transformed through the mystery of your word but I need your power Hallelujah. Pastor Bill from Darwin Pastor Paul Hey Pastor David we, we, are, we are worried about you alone in your lonely place downstairs sometimes Pastor Paul will call me on my phone Hey, Pastor David, are you still alive? Because he won't hear anything. From morning till afternoon. Do you want to go somewhere? I'm good, Pastor Paul. Brother Bill will call me from Darwin. Hey, how's the family? How's the family? Are you okay? It doesn't feel that you're all right. It doesn't seem okay. I say, Pastor Bill, I'm all good. Is I'm just saying to the flesh every day, stand in the mirror. No, not today. You wake up in the morning with all this list. I want this, I want this, I want to do this, I want to do that. I had the opportunity, all the opportunity to do this and to do that. But I tell the flesh, not today. The world is at hand. The trumpet can sound anytime. It's going to be like a twinkle of an eye. Faster than you think. Anything can happen. You don't know what, when. The death will knock at your door. And say it's time for you to leave. Praise the Lord. If there's any better time to live for God, it is now. This world has nothing to prove. Amen. They have got nothing to prove. Because that vacuum and that, that space, that void in your heart cannot be satisfied with all this worldly pleasure, with all this worldly wealth. It only can be satisfied through that Holy Ghost, the peace that surpasses all understanding. Why are you talking about, Pastor? It that peace and confidence and boldness right in within your soul. That it doesn't matter whether you have something on your bank account or no. Whether you have food on the cupboard or no. You still have that peace. Because you know God is in control. Amen. When there is a need, you're expecting miracle. Because there is a need. Amen. Because I will make all my effort to live for God. 
I'll try to pay that simple obedience to the word of God. If I have to lose something, I have to lose it. Because when the need arises, that's the time I'm expecting miracles from God. Hallelujah. Okay, I'll take you to Matthew chapter 8, verse 18 and to verse 23. I'll read it. Now when Jesus saw a great multitude about him, he gave commandment to depart unto the other side. Praise the Lord. And a certain scribe and said unto him, Master, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. Praise the Lord. But I'll summarize from verse 1 to verse 18. Hallelujah. From verse 1 to verse 18, that chapter, you'll read about how Jesus was performing miracles after miracles, miracle after miracles. Amen. After these two gentlemen saw what they just witnessed, straight away they said, Lord, Master, I want to follow you. Amen. And Jesus said unto him, the foxes have holes. Amen. And the birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. It is a big statement. Because God knew why they make that statement. Because they love the signs and wonders and miracles. And they said, Lord, Master, we want to follow you. And Jesus said, wait a minute. Why do you want to follow me? Because of the miracles, because of the signs. But he said, you know what? Foxes have holes. Which means, after the fox will wandering the whole day, he's got a place to go and rest. A place called home. A place called comfort. Praise the Lord. A place called where everything that will comfort him. And birds have nests. After the birds will fly all, all the time of his life in the, in the atmosphere, he will always go back to his nest, his resting place. But the Son of Man, he's got none. But if you want to follow me, you need to bear this in mind. I've got no resting place. Okay. 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 And another of his disciples said unto him, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. But Jesus said unto him, follow me and let the dead bury the dead. You see, we've got a list of priorities. Amen. And I don't know in those priorities where did Jesus is. Second, third, list of priorities. Where Jesus comes. What number Jesus comes into your list of priorities? Praise the Lord. Jesus always comes second. Jesus always comes third. Jesus only is on the leftover category. But Jesus said, if you want to follow me, let the dead bury the dead. You come follow me. Now the Bible said, now the Bible said, when they were going on the ship, and there arose a great tempest in the sea. In so much that the ship was covered with waves. Praise the Lord. After he said, follow me. They went into the ship. And after they're going out, this great tempest arise. And these big waves covered the whole boat. Where they were in with Jesus. Praise the Lord. So now forgot about the miracle, forgot about the chapter, the blessing, forgot about signs and wonders. Now it's about the storm. Amen. Amen. In the boat with Jesus and the waves. Now tell me who wants to follow Jesus now. No miracle, no signs, just waves. In the storm with Jesus. Sounds fun to me. Hallelujah. No, I love that song. The sister was singing that song. Uh, I'm going to give the Lord the highest praise. Sing hallelujah. Sing hallelujah. I'm going to give the Lord the highest praise. Sing hallelujah. I love that song. Amen. Because I will sing that song every day I wake up. Whether I'm in the boat, 
whether I'm out of the boat, whether I'm in, in the sea or on the sea, I'm still going to sing that, that song. I'm going to give the Lord the highest praise. Sing hallelujah. 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 So in so much that the sheep was covered with waves, but he was asleep. Who was asleep in the storm? Jesus. He just told that that man who wants to follow him, you know, uh, folks have holes and birds have nests. They can all have rest, but I have none. But in the storm is the place I have rest. It's interesting, you know. It gives you the excitement to come to church. Oh, who sleep in the storm? I am. While the whole world was running to and fro, looking for help and answers, I'm sleeping. Praise the Lord. When I'm troubled on every side and people nearly had a breakdown, high blood pressure, with all this kind of pressure unnecessary, I'm sleeping. Peacefully. In the storm. Why? Because I'm following Jesus. To the next level. Hallelujah. I'm willing to pay the price with him. I'm willing to carry the cross with him. Now it's my turn to sleep in the storm. Hallelujah. When you learn to carry the cross with Jesus, you will always sleep in the storm. You will always have peace in the storm. Who sleep in the storm? I am. Praise the Lord. The joy that surpasses all understanding. It's the unspeakable joy. It's just joy that flows, that bubblings out of my soul. It's not from anywhere. It's from above. It's from God himself. You know, in Fiji, you walk up to a brother. You give him this hundred dollars. You say, God bless you, brother. He will almost speak in tongues. And you're going to say, thank you, brother. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, because of the hundred dollars. Amen. But will he get, will you receive that same God praise from him when he go through the storm? Someone just walk up into your face and start swearing at you at your face and you didn't even understand what's going on. And he even spit to your face. You're still going to say, hallelujah. Isaiah talks about suffering, afflicted, sorrow, striped, kill, all kinds of pain. And Isaiah said, who will believe our report to whom the hand of God is revealed? <laughs> hallelujah. No, it's funny, it's funny, it's funny, because in the wave, he was asleep. Hallelujah. The wave was so big, that almost sink their boat. And now the disciples, they came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, or we will perish. I thought Jesus said, follow me. Which means if he sleep, you should also sleep. Well, that's the problem when you're supposed to pray and you're still sleeping. You know? When Jesus was praying, Peter was sleeping. Now when Jesus was sleeping, Peter wanted to pray. <laughs> it is in this time where you follow Jesus that you need to experience how Jesus deal with situation. You may not understand some of the things that you're going through, but you don't need to understand to prove it. You just have to believe it, and God will prove it. It's a walk of faith. Amen? And faith is willing to take the risk. It may sound like it had any meaning in it, but because God said it, I'm just going to believe it anyway. It's foolishness. But Paul said, yeah. To us, it's the power of God. But to people that are damned and are cursed, it's foolishness. But that's how it is. It is the way it is. 
It has to be by faith. You just have to believe it. You just have to believe it if God said it. You don't have to prove it in order to believe it. Just believe it. So I wonder if they all sleep with Jesus. With all the waves trying to sink the boat. And the boat sink. You tell me what will happen. They saw Jesus walking on the water. Why not Jesus and the disciples sleeping on the water? Impossible. But that's the beauty about carrying the cross. The cross is the price for you to receive the supernatural power. Amen. Amen. My dad always said, you see somebody running around speaking tongues in the church, don't worry. Just call the offering plate. See me where the steel is going to come to the offering plate and give. Or he just loves singing, but not giving. Following Jesus is about giving. It's not about praising, it's about giving. So when you praise, it's giving God the praise that He deserves. Not out of you being so happy because you just get your promotion yesterday. Amen. And you love the beat of the song and how Sister Grayson playing that keyboard. You like the melody and you like the rhythm and you feel like you want to dance. Praise the Lord. That's not giving God. That's giving to yourself. Giving God is sacrifice. Even you don't feel like you want to praise God. It's because the word says so. I'm just going to do it anyhow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The revelation I received from out of this story is I'm serving a God who can sleep in the storm. Hallelujah. We see in Daniel chapter 3, verse 14 to 18, we'll read about this Shadrach, Misak, and Abednego when they were threatened by King Nebuchadnezzar. Praise the Lord. They're then going to be thrown into the fiery furnace because they don't want to bow. To this golden image. Praise the Lord. But the three refused to bow. Even they were threatened to be thrown in the fiery furnace. And they, were, they, they told Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, we are not careful to answer thee concerning this matter. Praise the Lord. Even if our God didn't come and save us. Even if God didn't come and save us. Amen. We are all expecting God's hand to save us from the situation. But the three said, we, even if God didn't come and save us, we still not going to bow. Because our will to worship God is not depend on if God save us. Our will to serve God is all about suffering and paying the price. If it will cost our life on standing on the word and the authority of the word, it's going to be that way. Praise the Lord. It is a genuine love for God. It is not based on anything else. It's not expecting anything from God in return. It's just a genuine passion, love for God. Praise the Lord. Be it known to you, O King, even if our God didn't come and save us, we're still going to stand on the word and we refuse to bow and we're going to give God the glory that he deserves and he don't share his glory with any other God or idols and we remain to be in that way, giving God what he deserves. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes we fast and pray because we want something from God. We fast and pray because we want something from God. We're faithful in our walk with God. It's because we want something from God. When is the last time that you pray and fast? It's just because you want to restore that relationship with God. Nothing else, Lord. I just want to feel your presence. 
I just want to reconnect myself into your presence. I just want to feel that overwhelming spirit of God in me. It's not about miracles. It's not about signs and wonders. Because I know walking with you, I have to pay some price. One way or the other. It is the cost of the cross. But I know my destiny. I'm going to a place where streets of gold, where the presence of the angel, where the presence of the Lamb of God is the light. It's not a sun or moon. It's not day or night, but it's the presence of the Almighty God, the Lamb of God. There will be no pain. There will be no suffering. There will be no temptation. There will be no trials and tribulation. I'm willing to pay the price for that place in heaven. This earthly vessel is just temporary. Very soon we're going to put on that immortal body. Meeting God in those clouds and live with Him eternally. Praise the Lord. I'd rather to suffer here than to enjoy my place in heaven forevermore. 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 Lord, please help me to serve you with a pure heart. Let my relationship with you based on nothing else. But pure love for you. Hallelujah. I read in the book of Job. When Satan was challenging God. And said Lord. You know why Job fear you? Because you put hedges around him. You blessed his hands. You blessed his son. His children. You blessed everything about him. And that's why he fear you Lord. But if you take that hedges away. And you touch Everything that belongs to him. He will curse you in the face. But God knows why Job fear him. Because Job loved God from the heart, from his innermost. Hallelujah. He loved God more than anything else. And, and, and God have that trust and faith in Job. That Job will tell the whole world that he's going to prove Satan wrong. When it comes to the conclusion of all this scenario. And God allows Satan to take his life. Touch, to touch his belonging. Touch all his luxury. Touch his, his body with diseases. Even take away all his children. Hallelujah. But Satan want God to do it himself. But brother God told Satan, you have this authority. You have this permission to do whatever you want to do to Job because you want to prove me wrong. Because you think Job built all his trust and love for me on all this blessing and all this wealth. But I've got a point to prove to the whole world. And we know the whole chapter. Now, now and every now and again, you've got a message from one of the servants. Hey, this thing happened. This thing happened. This thing happened. All at the same time that Job lose everything that he got. But Job said, He giveth. He taketh away. But we know the story. It's not God that taketh away. It was the work of the devil. But Job still confessed. No, it's not the devil. It's God. Lord, let you will. You give, you take it away. I'm still going to praise you. It's amazing. Now God look at Satan. Now what's next? There are people that fear God. That love God more than their kids. More than their wealth. More than everything they possess. They love God more than anything. And I say, Lord, I want to be that person. And Jesus said, take up that cross every day. Follow me. And Jesus said in Mark 16, 17, signs follow them that believe. So I don't follow signs. Signs will follow me. I will follow Jesus with a cross. As long I've got the cross, revival is on its way. As long I've got the cross, transformation will take place. As long I've got the cross, breakthrough will come to pass. Whatever I need, amen, unto him is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we ask or think. But according to that cross, that power that walketh in me, 
You shall receive power after that, the Holy Ghost. Without the cross, there is no grave. Without the grave, there is no resurrection. And Paul said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, but that I may have fellowship with his suffering. We want the power of resurrection, but we don't want the fellowship of suffering. But it's the price that needs to be paid for that power to take place in within us. So I'm about to conclude this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every time I read Job's response to the situation, it humbles me all the time. The Bible says, Job arose, tore his robe, shaved his head. He fell to the ground and worshipped. And said, naked I come from my mother's womb. Naked shall I return there. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We love to hear... People singing that song, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your holy name. He give and take away. I wonder how did Job sing that song. I, I want to hear how Job sing that song. I wonder what is the melody of that song. What is the melody? How does the melody goes? Blessed be the name of the Lord. He give and take away. He give and take away. I want to hear Job sing that song because it's going to bring revival to my soul. Somebody come up with those lyrics of that song because of all that he goes through. Now, next time you come to church, with carrying that cross in that six days, coming to the seventh day, you come to the first day of the week, which is on Sunday. You come here with your own songs and your own testimony, with your own revelation. It makes the worship so exciting. Amen. You won't want to fold your arms. Tears will coming down your cheek. And you will start to worship God. You will start to hearing sounds from heaven. Angelic beings with those beautiful harmony from heaven. But it was just Sister Grayson praying that song. But you didn't hear Sister Grayson. You're hearing heavens is singing. God will break through. God will break loose in this place. Because there are people who choose to live for God with a cross. I always love that song. Everywhere I go and preach in Fiji, I will always promote this song. You can take the whole world, but just give me Jesus. The world behind me, heaven is before me because I have the cross on me. It's not the cross before me, it's the cross on me. And heaven is before me. No one go with me, still I will follow because I've got testimony. I'm a living testimony. Job don't have to preach it again. Paul don't have to preach it again. Jesus don't have to preach it again. I'm a living testimony of the Word of God. Tested and been proven. I'm a living witness. Now I've got every right to come and jump and celebrate. May the world don't understand. But I know I receive only they can know what I've been through. I've gone through hell. I've gone through the shadow of the valley of death. But I fear no evil. Because I've got a shepherd that is always with me. I've got that Holy Ghost and fire in within me. I've got the covering of angels walking beside me. The ministering spirit to the head of salvation. But it was always the cross. You need the cross. You need the cross. Jesus said, if I will be lifted, I will draw every man. You know the only time that he was lifted up, it was on the cross. It was on the cross. It was on the cross. We have this message of salvation. It was all because of the cross. As we stand this morning, Job lose his property. He lose his children. The devil going for his health. It's terrible. Man, 
How did God allow all that to happen to a very faithful man, a man that feared God? Man that feared God. And God allowed that to happen to him. It's so brutal. You can't even stand it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Even his wife knows that he is a man of integrity. And now the wife is starting to question his integrity. Still you're going to hold fast to that integrity after all this is happening to you? Curse God and you die. I'd rather see you in the grave than see you in that situation. I can't stand it no more. The wife said, I can't stand it. I know you. Everybody knows you. You're the most wealthiest man. You were the most man that you fear God. Everybody knows you. I can't stand people looking at you on this situation. You'd rather die. I can't stand it. Some people take it in a negative way, how the wife responds. But God showed me the positive side. It's the wife can't stand it, the husband, in that situation. Because God didn't allow it to happen to the wife, but to the husband. And the wife couldn't do anything. It's better for God to take away his life. Amen. Try and imagine yourself in this situation. You fear God. And at the same time, God allow all this to happen. Because God knows job relationship was not based on wealth, on his children, on his property. It was a genuine love for God. Lord, I will follow you with the cross. Not with a hotel, on the aeroplane, not with gold and silver. But with a cross. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Paul told Timothy, For I am ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I have kept the faith. Our attitude is everything to do with everything. Hallelujah. Paul said, For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. I wish that God can transform our mind, that we possess this mentality that Christ has. That Paul said, Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. And what is that? The cross to purchase the redemption of the whole world. The church has this responsibility. We are accountable to every soul in this city. In Cain's, praise the Lord. But the requirement is, if you want God to save them, the church needs to pay that price. And my dad told us, after my brother passed away last year, the fourth one in the family, he said, As long as I live, this is the way I choose to live. It's Christ and to die is gain. And he told us, as far as the family is concerned, we've gone through so much pain. And my silent prayer, he said, Lord, how much more I would have to pay? How much more? See, my dad was praying this silent prayer after we lost our brother last year. The fourth one in the family. In his silent prayer, he said, Lord, how much more do I have to pay? But God told him, keep fighting until you reach the end. God asked Peter three times, Peter, do you love me? Oh, I love you. Second time, Peter, do you love me? The third time, Peter, do you love me? Peter could not respond, but he was in tears. God, you know everything that I love you. What do you leave love the most? And he told God, Lord, I love my kids. I love my family. But I've got a battle to fight, a cost to finish, and a price to pay. There really a reward is waiting on the other side. But as the church, this is our responsibility, is to maintain the victory that God has already won 
and the battle that he's already fought. We're just here to celebrate with him. Hallelujah. This is not our home. There is a home waiting on the other side. One day, we will go to our new home. But in this world that we are living in, you talk about Christ, you talk about Jesus, it's all about the cross. Said, if you want to follow me, take up your cross daily and follow me. God is still God. Nothing can change God. All we can say is, thank you, Jesus. There are things happening in my life I really don't understand. I thought everything will be okay when I come after you. But by faith, I still follow you because I know you are the author and the finisher of our faith. As I'll call Pastor Gracian to come up. Come on, church. We need to see the cross. Forget about the miracle. Forget about signs. They will just follow you. You don't have to look for it. They will follow you because you are a believer. But as long as you have the cross and follow Jesus.